Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! So we are joined by my co-host, one of my good friends, Kyle of Horror Movie Night, who told me that Mixed Nuts, the film we're talking about today, is his favorite Christmas movie of all time. I said we got to do it as a Thanksgiving episode because when I was a kid and I loved Adam Sandler and I would just make up what a movie was about before I saw it, I said, huh, Mixed Nuts it looks like a giant cast of people. It's probably about a family getting together for Thanksgiving and just never bothered watching the movie. <laughs> it's so funny because like that's that's what you've been pushing forever. Whenever we talk about we're gonna get ready to record this. Funny enough, I thought it was a Thanksgiving movie. Like looking at the cover, watching it, this is nothing but a fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, I was so I, the whole time I'm watching it. Thing. Yeah. I literally thought it was a Thanksgiving. Again, I saw, I knew nothing about it. Nothing. I saw, like, in a magazine, a very tiny version of the VHS box, which was like yeah. big Steve Martin head and then like a group of people underneath. Yeah, and you just, you just like looked over the Santa hat and, uh, and the Santa Claus outfit. Yeah, and I, I look, you know, I think if you make, if you take all the red color out of the cover, maybe it looks like Thanksgiving, but there's, <laughs> maybe there's a lot. There's just something Thanksgiving about Steve Martin. Just, there yeah. is, you know what it was? I was probably like, there you know what? Is. Trains, planes, trains, <laughs> automobiles, mixed nuts. Yeah. He's just Mr. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I literally, the way I first found out this was a Christmas movie was uh, my good friend Robert Bacon has a podcast called Adam Sandler, Please Stop, where he watches every single Adam Sandler movie in order of release uh, with his two friends to determine where his career went so wrong. And obviously Mixed Nuts was very early in the run of that podcast. Yeah. And they yeah. kept mentioning Christmas. I'm like, motherfucker, this is a Christmas movie? So like, I immediately watched it. Yes. Um, and I 
thank Kyle for picking this because it was my excuse to buy it on Amazon.com for like three dollars and fifty cents, and add it to my collection. But Kyle, I've got some very upsetting news. <laughs> what is it? I think there's only two of us that like this movie. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! So I will say, I texted Matt. It was about so this movie's 97 minutes, about an hour into it, and I'm like, I it's um. It's like I'll a fever dream, but <laughs> possibly the most boring fever dream mm-hmm. I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I, I liked where it ended up. I liked the wrap up. Mm-hmm. Matt and I talk all the time about how like we're sucker for a feel good story. I mean, that's why we love Christmas. That's why we love all the quote unquote shitty Hallmark and shitty right. Netflix movies. We love a, a good wrap up and a sweet right. wrap up. And that's what this flick had. As soon as we reached that like last 30 minute mark, yeah. I felt bad because I was like, I'm not going to watch this every year. But I definitely, I definitely dug towards the ending. I will say absolute phenomenal cast. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. The I cast just, is insane. Yeah. This is like one of the most stacked casts for a box office bomb I've ever seen, but I yeah. also think that half this cast was not nearly was as not. famous in 1993 no. as they are now. No, like, they weren't. And you know what? Like I was thinking about coming, uh, uh, like coming onto the show before tonight. I was like, ah, man, I, I like, and because you know what did it for me? My wife Carly, I told her I was like, I'm gonna go on this Christmas podcast and talk mixed nuts, and she was like, you don't have to watch it again, do you? And I was like. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. So it's it's literally just me and my mom who love this movie, yeah. uh, and now so, Matt. Uh, maybe he don't not love it, but uh, at least I got no. I, one. So, I almost so, had to like I had to. Make so you sure don't have I to like apologize. You know, yeah. I don't. I'm not. Um, oh no no like, no no! no. I'm not apologizing just because okay. I made Good. sure I wasn't in the minority here, yeah. and I <laughs> like <weren't>. I searched <laughs> up. I was like, what were the reviews on this thing? Oh, they no, hated this thing. Was absolutely shit on. Shit up, like shit. I mean, people it. genuinely hated this. People hated it, which is so strange to me. It's such an like an inconsequential like. To me, it reminds me of, like, if I went to see, like, a high school show or a high school play of something that's not very popular, you don't know what the play is about, and you're like, what the hell's going Now she's got a gun? Somebody's <laughs> no, dead! So, <laughs> so, Dylan, no, I am glad you were saying that yeah. because here's the biggest takeaway I had from this, and I shall, I shall start here. Yeah. Literally last week, I saw a stage play adaptation of Clue the movie, oh, right? Oh, yeah, you were talking about that. I feel like, A, this movie reminds me in a lot of ways of Clue the movie. It just has that, like, ensemble comedy that's very much like a throwback to, like, a screwball comedy from, like, the 30s and 40s type vibe with, like, the fast dialogue and, like, 14 characters doing a bunch of different stuff. But secondly... I think you could take this entire screenplay and turn it into like a stage show and it would work like and it would work really well. And this wasn't a movie where there was ever a moment that I like laughed out loud. But like I when every time I've watched this movie, which is only two times, I think this is my second time watching it. I have a smile watching it. I'm like, this Mm. is just so my shit. But I love like it's just juggling so much craziness. And it's it's, you know, this this couple that's expecting a baby and he wants he wants to be a, a wall he wants to do wall murals yeah, she right. says there's a great line she goes 
this this felt straight out of a Kevin Smith script. She says, "You're a wall artist that has no wall, which means that you're nothing." And then John Stewart just goes, "You tell him, lady." <laughs> like, yeah. John, you're Steve. a tracer. You trace. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was a real tell him Steve Dave moment. Yeah, but you've got was. them. You've got the whole suicide hotline location, which is kind of your main spot. You've got click it, click, click it, click it. Yeah, you've got a transgender <laughs> character, which, given that this is 1993, was actually handled way more delicately than I would expect for a 1993 yeah, comedy I was, I was very worried with like when they started dancing and you had steve martin like the avoidance of the hips and stuff like yeah. that and i was like is this gonna be the whole bit but then they like leaned into it was a very sweet moment it honestly yeah. while they were it dancing was. around and lee schreiber is fucking incredible in that oh, role he's so, so like he reminded me um maloney uh from wet hot american summer and then how he can yes. just go into crime procedurals like yeah. just like that like i was yep. like well lee shriver did the same fucking thing he's like plays this incredible comedic character and we're not laughing at like the circumstance more so that well the circumstance of the events which is just all chaos yeah. not the character themselves and uh he just plays it so well he's so good but then you um, add this serial killer angle in the background of the whole movie <laughs> that there's just a serial killer on the loose the seaside strangler <laughs> like it's just it's so many weird things that's like it's i chaos. get why people hate it this yeah. Yeah. but i actually am charmed by how much it's trying to do yeah. because like you could just say all right we're going to do a comedy film about people who work at a suicide hotline and they have to work on christmas eve and like the emotional strain that that puts on mm-hmm. everybody and like all right, cool. Like you could do a decent dramedy with that, but then it's like, but no, there's more. There's going to be a wall artist who doesn't have a wall to paint. And there's going to be a serial killer in the loose in the background. Uh, Madeline Kahn's going to be stuck in an elevator for like 30 minutes. My in this mom movie. used to quote that when I was a kid, she used to like quote that and sing that at me whenever we would get in an <laughs> elevator. And it just made me crack up. There's a lot of this. Like I have a lot of like nostalgia for this film. And you now get the most a, '90s Adam Sandler that you've ever yeah, seen. The sure. most '90s Adam Sandler, <laughs> and like you know, I I like you're totally right. Like it's not. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's I don't know. It's just it, it, I have I just have a lot of nostalgia for it, and that's why I always make people watch it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, we just uh, reviewed Rosie O'Donnell's Christmas record, and I was like, this is the most nostalgic. I remember thing the cover of that. And yeah. I absolutely I can... love it. So I'm with you. Like, nostalgia yeah. rules this podcast, for sure. Yeah, fair, Especially fair. when we start talking about uh, JTT's I'll Be Home for Christmas. Like, that's one of Ooh. my favorite Christmas movies. And I'm well aware how yeah. to the the normies out there, how bad of a movie that they may see that as. But <laughs> nah, that movie I... fucking rules. That movie well, is fantastic. And, and, you know, this, this does just scream early 90s. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So loud and so, well, I don't know, proud, well, especially, but so loudly. I, again, like, I, I think just the part that Adam Sandler is playing in this movie alone says what time period we're in, right? <laughs> yes, this, is, yeah. this is a pre-Billy Madison, pre-Happy Gilmore Adam Sandler Who's just almost doing subdued, his, almost subdued, yeah, almost subdued, <laughs> yeah. but still doing his baby voice thing yeah. that he became so known for. It's like, <laughs> like he's just walking around. I don't think like, he speaks oh, normally God. at all in this entire no. film. No. He's the either doing the, the voice or he's thing. singing. Yeah, yeah he's singing, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. um, oh. he, he's yeah, he's either doing the <laughs> or like it's almost like the the high pitch like Veronica Foynes want to touch the hind like that's like his two modes this entire movie you're just like oh my god 
<laughs> Sandler just rolled in and was like, "So you just want me to do like my thing? You want me to do? The, yeah, you want me to do the, the, the thing, <laughs> the thing before it was like before it was the thing. It was." Yeah. Because the other movie that he put out this year was Airheads. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Couldn't be like more dramatically different Adam Sandler in 93 no. than Mixed Nuts and Airheads. God, Airheads is so good, too. It's, oh, so it's such a great good. film. I, you know what? Amazing. There, there is one bit in this movie, and unless I miss saw this sequence, but if I saw this scene the way I'm thinking I, I, I think I saw it today, the scene where they accidentally shoot Stanley. Yeah through the door and then steve martin like picks up the gun wipes his oh, fingerprints that's, on it that's the one shoves that is the it in one her hand that made me crack up <laughs> like for in, real just to Swear make to sure that her fingerprints are on the gun and yep. puts it down <laughs> like, hands it over so good i think that might have been the moment where i'm like all right i take back everything I like, that, <laughs> like, that is real good that is such a funny sequence like Regardless what anyone thinks of the rest of this movie, if that one little bit yeah. doesn't like just tickle you a little bit, like I'm sorry. And it's so good. but it's so there's parts that are so dark. Stephen Wright's very small cameo is like oh so God. upsettingly dark. <laughs> that was a click. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah. The click. Just click, click it, click it, and then. <laughs> and, and he's like. <laughs> When people are usually genuinely upset, they'll call back and we hold on them for like a minute. And I also, there's something about when we get to the end of this movie, and then we'll just kind of work our way through the whole thing. Oh, yeah, but the yeah. only other thing I want to mention from this movie, hiding a dead body in a Christmas tree is so fucking funny to me. Like, I, like, I can still, even like I oftentimes think of the slow motion where the body's in the air as the tree just rolling 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 i think about that i think about that shot often (laughs) well and i i was thinking about you watching it because i'm like this is a dude who like you know you're on this show for multiple reasons a you're my friend b you love this movie but also like you're promoting a christmas horror short that's like bouncing around the united states right now And I'm like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I did. I did. Because I'm like, Kyle like wrote that short. And and the way that you've told me the story is like you and your friends were like, all right, let's pretend that we got hired to do like the new tales from the crypt. And each one of us writes like four or five episodes. And you were like, I want to write the Christmas episode mm-hmm. of this fictional tales from yeah. the crypt show. Mm-hmm. And then 20, like what, 12 years later, you like actually yeah. film it as a short. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like. Yeah. I could totally really? see you. I could totally see a Tales from the Crypt episode where the whole premise is like we accidentally killed this body on Christmas Eve, and we need to find a way yes. to dispose of the body, so we dress it up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like I mean, that. well, that's the thing is that like Tales from the Crypt is just on the other side of the black comedy spectrum. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just like you know, this is this is clearly on one side where it's like it's still pretty light. It's an ensemble cast. It's nine. Like it's like pretty like. Boppy and Nora Ephron. It's bo- like, you know, it's pleasant. While Tales from the Crypt is clearly on the other side of that spectrum where, like, it's almost never pleasant, but it's still equally funny sometimes. Nora uh, Ephron's whole career is so fascinating to me. It's incredible. Like, like it is so all over the place. And the fact that this is, like, part of her part of is, wild. Is, is kind of insane. Because what is this? Like, sandwiched right in between When Harry Met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle. It came out the same year as Sleepless in Seattle, right? Yeah. Like, she's yeah. dropping this and that film simultaneously. And, like, I kind of think of Sleepless in Seattle 
I don't want to say I think of it as a Christmas movie because it's definitely not, but it starts at Christmas time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the beginning of the movie is them like driving home from Christmas dinner. So like, oh, this is know, directly maybe... in between Sleepless in Seattle and Michael. Oh god, that's an, that's odd. <laughs> that is. <laughs> That's, and then, that's confusing. And then you've got Mail, yeah. So she, yeah. well, her career, while fairly short-lived, weird, is man. insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a wild, it's wild. It's wild. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Join myself, Derek Krenevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net. So Kyle, beyond just like watching this with your mom, do you, is this genuinely though your favorite Christmas movie? Like slap a trademark on that, or is this just the one that you have the most nostalgia for because of that time with your mom? So I mean, I, I you might have you. I don't know if you've come across this in your journey here on the podcast, but I I am I imagine that there is a favorite children's Christmas one, and then a favorite favorite like what I would say now is yeah. my favorite. Do you know, like, you know what I mean? Like Rankin Bass stuff like that. Like there's obvi- like, I, I you're without, say... you without a Santa Claus. I think I would, I would probably say is my favorite in a certain oh, conversation. Yeah. And then uh, mixed nuts is, is there for sure. Mixed it's nuts in the is, conversation. Yeah. Mixed nuts right. is for sure. In the conversation for me, I think that mixed nuts and Scrooged both have, uh, a special place in my heart because my mom did watch them like every year and still yeah. watches at least mixed nuts she tries to watch every year um and so my and my mom and my mom um was an actor when i was when i was young and i think that this movie is like is so full uh, to say so full of acting is interesting. but like but the way <laughs> no, that you said right, this yeah, feels like a stage right, play yeah. you know yeah. it's whether um, you like or hate this movie, you can't deny that every single actor in it no. is giving one hundred percent to their right, character. Like right. no one is phoning in their role. No, in and they're you know they're all directed really well. Like everything is everything feels very much like an like an actor's movie, right? And then, uh, but then like now as a as a horror fan and filmmaker, I have like my favorite horror. one. I don't know. Everything's categorized a little bit for me. Yeah. Same um, here, dude. We we I don't think we've is, ever talked about 
what is our favorite Christmas movie. I think when we when we dive into that, it's always what's your favorite animated? What's your favorite claymation? Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite horror? What's yeah. your favorite? Well, for me, I I, I yeah. always have to I always have to at the very least parse it out into like TV special versus yeah, movie. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like because I do have like. There's a lot of TV specials I like, but like I would say number one without a bullet would shock nobody is the Muppets Family Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it could be my favorite Christmas anything. Yeah. But then when you open up the conversation to movies, it's like I usually will say it's a wonderful life, but like mm-hmm. deep down yeah. I'm also like, I don't know, I do really love the first home alone and I really like yeah. like there's just so it's many hard. of them that are, to... that are in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I think that's like that's the thing, is that like Christmas movies are not a genre as much as they are a, a topic or a content. You know what I yeah. mean? It's yeah. like the same. I mean, it's the same way here. Like, well, what's your favorite crime movie? And it's like, well, I don't, like there's there's a lot. I don't but know. I'm glad it's that you called that out because this is the thing that I feel like we fight against all the time with Christmas 365. Is like there is no other holiday that people are so annoyed if God forbid a Christmas movie or a Christmas episode of a show airs not within the established time frame (laughs) but it's like but like you don't see anybody being like what are you doing watching a michael myers movie in july like Mm -hmm. you can just watch Mm -hmm. a halloween movie in july and no one says anything but and the stigma yeah this is what this podcast is here for that's our because (laughs) honestly like you could watch mixed nuts any time of the year it's not that christmasy Um, yeah thanksgiving (laughs) specifically uh it's not that like it's christmasy yeah. In the setting and in the music and everything, but it's not like it's in California, so it's not like you've got like this snowscape right. everywhere. Like you could easily pop this in in the middle of the summer and not feel weird that you're watching a quote unquote Christmas movie right. in the middle of the summer. Right. <laughs> like, right. But even then, like, I mean, it's just like you're saying. Like nobody's gonna get pissed off at you if you're watching Jaws in February. No, like, yeah. it doesn't no. make any sense why no. <laughs> there is such a stigma against Chris. Wow, now I'm fucking sitting here deep thinking about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. My yeah. students are flipping out on me because I'm talking about putting the Christmas tree up in the room already. No. Like I'm, no. I'm ready yeah. for it. Man. Oh, drop the hammer on them tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, I, I think next year I might, I might choose to watch a Christmas movie outside the confines of. Uh, Thanksgiving to New Year's, you know, there's the yeah. left, there's the hangover, the Christmas hangover where you kind of catch up between that and New Year's. But uh, I, I, I might, I might throw something on in March just to see how it feels. Yeah, yeah. I think which again, that. look, I'm just going to throw this out there. We'll possibly never do an episode about this. But another reason why I don't consider Die Hard a true Christmas movie: no one blinks an eye if they watch Die Hard in the middle of the summer because it's just a dumb mm-hmm. action movie that mm-hmm. takes place true. around Christmas. So That's true. true. Not a Christmas and man, movie. We've, we've talked about it before. <laughs> There's just something about it's not that. Don't get me wrong. Matt and I, we love Santa. We love all the decorations to go along with it. We love the Christmas movies, the music, but it's all about this this time of year where people are just, you know, a little bit nicer each nicer to each other. Yeah. And to enjoy one of those things outside of the season, it reminds you of that time and yeah. it, it makes yeah. you think like why the fuck can't we just, you know, be nice to each other all the time? So Yeah, yeah. it and that's oh, why I do Dylan you and I have both talked about this too where it's like it's it's why mixed nuts is perfect for me because yeah. this and Scrooge I prefer over the traditional Christmas horror movies because I do think that the the Christmas horror movies just 
I can watch them, I would say, 10 months out of the year, no problem. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I'm right in that, like, in the thick of Christmas time, they're just too nihilistic and dour for, like, what I want to feel that time of the year. I I mean, like, some of that hard stuff is really mean spirited. Even, like, we did Black Christmas, which I would say is my favorite of the Christmas horror movies, and it's probably the most Christmas feeling in its presentation. But it is is a dour, down movie. I think the one we we went most in on, Matt, is when we guessed it on the Jersey Ghouls. Oh, Better Watch Out. Better Watch Out. That is such a mean movie. And and (laughs) I get it. People came out of that movie like, this is the best Christmas horror film ever made. And, And... it did so much for people, and I think both of us just came away from it like, I don't want to watch that shit. Like, no. especially around this time this time mm-hmm. of year, maybe any other time of the year, but spoiler alert for Better Watch Out, I don't want to watch this little shithead getting away with all of this, and yeah. he basically <laughs> does at the end of the movie. Yeah. So. Well, that's what oh, it's dude. like. At least there's a little bit of, like, Gremlins. Like, Gremlins is kind of right oh, up yeah. there with mixed nuts, yeah. I think, in that, in that nice balance because, like, it is a scary it's a scary movie with some horrific stuff that happens but like the core of that movie is still like family fighting yep. to like have a nice christmas yeah. <laughs> at yeah. the end of it all you I, know? I oftentimes forget gremlins is a christmas movie it doesn't fall yeah. into like christmas Same. movie for me too this this year there's there's gonna be a bunch more christmas horror coming out yeah. so get ready for violent night is dropping violent night's dropping christmas like that violent night looks, looks like fun. a dumb that fun one movie. looks like yeah. it's gonna be fun and that's yeah, what absolutely. I want. I love Christmas horror movies I think that are fun. I think it's written by the guy who wrote Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, oh, that's even better. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> because the Sonic the Hedgehog movies are so much better than they have any yeah, right to be. Josh, oh, yeah, Josh, Mil- Josh sure. Miller wrote Violent Night. Um, Sweet. Co-wrote Violent Night. So. Yeah. Um, no, that's that'll perfect. That'll be fun. He's like, I just, I, if, I, if I'm watching a Christmas horror movie, I want it to be fun. I want it to be... If mm-hmm. you're going to go the darker route, I want it to be batshit, which is why yeah. I love Black Xmas so much. Yes. That movie is fucking yeah. wild. <laughs> I and, love that movie. And it, it's, it's not taken seriously at all, where mm-hmm. a lot of these Christmas horror movies that are just super dark i just can't do it i can't yeah. do that's it the thing if you're going to do a christmas horror movie be ridiculous with yeah. it like i can watch a movie that kyle and i've talked about more times than i can count fucking elves you know what i mean like elves yeah. is a mean movie but it is so outrageous from outrageous. start to finish that yeah. it's it's a fun movie at the yeah. exact same time yeah like just be fun yeah. If, yeah. if you're gonna go in on it have fun with it uh, yeah i mean sure, that's dude. my mixed feelings aside on on krampus they're clearly having fun with Krampus. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're Definitely. having a good time with it. Definitely. Well, do we have any closing thoughts that we want to mention with Mixed Nuts here? I would just say I'm definitely going to watch it again. It's definitely not going to become – I don't think it's going to become a traditional movie for me. I watch it every year. But I think as we've discussed and putting it in the shoes of, like, a stage play – I think it made the second half more enjoyable once I realized, oh, that's basically what I'm watching. Like, you could almost do this all in one take. That would be absolutely phenomenal. You don't Um, have to go to all the different locations that they bounce around to. Not at all. Like, you could easily call the vet to the building instead of taking him to the vet. You know, right. like there's their offices there's, are closed, so they gotta yeah. take yeah, no, yeah, something Which like even that. there, Rob Reiner popping in for yeah. for a couple scenes as the vet. It's great. You know, I do actually want to talk about one last time. Like again I'm not gonna say that this was the perfect way that I've ever seen a trans woman portrayed in cinema. Yeah. But again, as someone who is in the middle of watching Friends and seeing how friends 
handled Chandler's dad in 2001. Yeah. Like I'm actually very impressed with the the little bit of empathy and sincerity where it is there's really not a lot of jokes made at the expense of that character at all. No. Like, very few. Very few. And that like uh, it's not even I love at the end, like they're hinting that Adam Sandler and that character are going to get together, and it's it's yeah. kind of cute. It's not played for laughs at all or anything. The no. biggest laugh yeah. is the fact that he just resings the Catherine song too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's true. I mean, that character's handled not even delicately, like just fucking normally. You know like what a, I mean? Like it's an like, actual that's person. Yeah. That's the difficulty that I see with portrayal and um, inclusivity particularly with that community is that like it's either like done poorly as we've seen time and time again right or it's done so pointedly that that it's like oh feel bad for this it's still others them you know what i mean it's still others them and it's and that's that's the only thing if if this was if you did this movie in 2022 you know you would cast like Laverne Cox or somebody right. yeah, in that right. role. Like that's the honestly genuinely the only problematic thing is that it's a man playing a trans woman. Right. That is the right. only yep. problematic thing of the entire performance because there are there's really no jokes mm-hmm. made at the expense of it. There's no. there's like you said the scene where Chris is trying to dance with Philip played by Steve Martin yeah. and like Steve Martin has a little bit of resistance to yeah. it but like once that once Steve Martin walks out of the comfort zone it's that's it. And Chris is honest, just a part of the ensemble. To from be that honest, point. I feel that like that's a good. normal reaction, right? From right. A to normal anybody person. forcing me to dance that I yeah, don't know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, especially exactly. as their, especially as his feelings for um, Catherine are coming Catherine, yeah. to light. Yeah, uh, like are starting to like develop in this whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's like it, it can be, an, it could be anybody, but it happens to be. Like, I love that so. Susie shows up at the end. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Which Actually, you know, it doesn't really. And Gracie opens the door and is like, uh, "Phillips taking a bath with Catherine. Do you want to wait?" <laughs> <laughs> the Susan thing, actually, that is a really well written line too, yeah. where she says, "The therapist I've been seeing says that we should break up," and he goes, "That's insane. I've never even known you were seeing a therapist." And she goes, "Well, I mean, the one I've been dating." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and like there's something so funny about the idea that she has been dating a therapist who's like, I really think you should break up with your, <laughs> your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my my uh, one of my last thoughts is just that the Drifters' White Christmas is is fantastic. There's no, there's maybe no better White Christmas. Um, even yeah. the original, fuck it. Yeah, I it's haven't, I haven't found compared. one as we've done this show. So, mm. so good. Nope, top notch. Kyle, before we wrap this up, let's talk about The Woodsman real quick. Yeah. So this classic Thanksgiving or Christmas movie, depending on how you're feeling, uh, (laughs) this episode's coming out the Monday before Thanksgiving. Uh, I know at least one screening of The Woodsman will be happening on the Geekscape live stream on December 9th, which uh, Christmas 365 might be a part of as well. That would be really fucking weird if we weren't. (laughs) If we weren't, yeah. The holiday live stream. We're just like, we're going to sit this one out, guys. Every show is a part of the holiday live stream. Yeah. We already do this too much during the week. I don't know. But uh, what can you tell us about The Woodsman and where it's any screenings that you know are coming up in December? Yeah, it's um, it, as of right now, there's nothing in December. I think it's it's the 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 film has sort of made its done its festival run. It's been screening at places since June, um, and 
there are some one-offs that'll that could potentially happen uh in 2023 but uh we're looking at a release date pretty soon um and then hopefully turning it into a feature. But The Woodsman is a short film that I wrote, uh, directed and edited about a Christmas tree salesperson who's trying to sell his last three trees on Christmas Eve in order to have another sold out year. Uh, however, he's never really run things this close before. It's eight o'clock at night on Christmas Eve, and he's really getting anxious about um, trying to sell these last trees. He ends up with one left and his anxiety is through the roof. His alcohol consumption is also through the roof. And shit goes awry as he tries to um, get this last tree sold. Uh, it's fun. It's campy. It's heartfelt. Our actor, John R. Smith Jr., is a one-man band in this. So he'll alternate between traditional cinema and then breaking the fourth wall and talking to us as if we're a customer. It was a lot of fun uh, to do, and it's gotten a great reception on the film festival circuit, and if you guys are around for that Geekscape live stream, uh, it's a great opportunity to see it, because as much as I'd like to put it out for Christmas or before Christmas, I don't know if that's going to happen because of the with the outstanding film festival dates, so um, it's a great opportunity to see it. Yeah, and that one won't be. We'll be re-uploading that portion of the live stream the next day without the short film, uh, as a request from Kyle for the film festival run. So you're really going to want to watch it live for free mm -hmm. on that live stream on December 9th. Uh, I can tell you this much: both the short and the Christmas 365 portion of that live stream will be in the later half of the event Sweet. around the like <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern Standard yeah. range. I knew what time I was supposed to be there, but I did not know what time that uh, the short was going to play. So I was cool. actually just it, about to ask you. So I It might make sure be I right before, in. right after our segment. Sweet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> As someone who knows someone who's putting together the schedule, I can say that much <laughs> with confidence. Uh, <laughs> well... Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. Also, yeah, is there anything you, else you want to promote uh, besides the short before we call it? No, 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 uh, no. Uh, you can find you can uh, if you are interested in any uh, film festival dates for that, or literally anything else that I'm doing. Uh, you can find me at kylecookta.com or at krcookta on social media. We're on the Horror Movie Night podcast. Oh <laughs> shit! Did. No duh. <laughs> Matt, I thought that was your job. <laughs> no, uh, you can listen to us every Thursday. Uh, and we're going to be doing more Christmas-y themed stuff or winter-y themed stuff in the next month on Horror Movie Night, right? So We, we actually um, did somehow stumble into three Christmas movies that I didn't even realize were Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah. So, so that worked out well. Yeah, uh, and even so, and then so, and then we do some wintry stuff uh, during the season anyway. So yeah, uh, it all it all is relevant. Dylan, you're my yeah. favorite mix nut. Oh, Matt, you're my favorite mix nut. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm. Femme.
We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.